Welcome back to Hail to the Pod. I'm Aaron Hawksworth with D'Angelo Hall. Week one is in the books. The Redskins lose to the Eagles. 32 to 27 was the final. I mean, let's start because this was a tale of two halves, D Hall, in my opinion. I- I'm watching the first half and I think I even texted you like, who is this team? What is going on? And and, and, and Aaron, what did I text you back? <laughs> There's still plenty of time. And I texted <laughs> you back again like, oh, dang, you were right. Because in the National Football League, you have to play four quarters. And for some reason, even when I was a part of this football team, it was hard for us for some reason to put four quarters together. And, you know, I I, I even point back to a story or a game um, that I played in, and I'll tell you guys a story. Um, you know, I pick off Peyton Manning in Denver. Mike Shanahan's going back, you know, going back to Denver. And it's 21-7 at that point. And I run over, give Mike the ball. Everybody's going crazy like the game's over. And I'm just sitting down, calm, relaxed, like, hey, fellas, we got four quarters left. It's Peyton Manning over there. Now, Carson Wentz isn't Peyton Manning. But at the same time, it's four four quarters and you can never give up. You can never let your foot off their throat. And for some reason, through the ebb and flows of that game, it just felt like we were kind of taking our foot off the the gas pedal. but I, I got a lot of hope for this football team because I was doom and gloom before this game kicked off. And uh, midway through this game, I was kind of like, wow, wow. Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't seem like they gave up, but it I don't know if it was a lack of adjustments. I mean, obviously losing ja- Jonathan Allen, uh, that was huge, I thought, um, in the second half. But how can they really, in your opinion, from what you saw, and I know you went and rewatched the game, what can they do to play four quarters? Like, what was really missing in that second half? Well, I mean, it was a little bit of everything. It was getting off the field on third downs. It was them as an offense converting on some third downs. Uh, You know, it was giving up big plays. Um, You know, Philly was almost dead in the water at one point. And it was the big play by Deshaun Jackson that you just saw life just 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 come back into their bodies and it was almost like oh man we 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 gave them hope like we almost had them to the point that they were going to quit and you know a big play by djack and then another big play and then you know before you know it it's like here we go again and you can kind of see the sideline lose its energy and that's something i know um you know as a fan we've always watched and saw kind of how the sideline kind of goes with the Florida game when you can't you, you can't do that you have to be pumped up ready to fight until it's until there's no time left on that clock you almost have to block out the scoreboard um you know I think I think a lot of those players were a little bit taken at at, at, at just how fast they jumped up on Philly yeah. because they even you know, silenced this team, the crowd there I mean the boo yeah were this out. team isn't known to jump on its opponents like that and so you know to 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 get a lead like that off the break was, you know, it was very encouraging. You know, you're right, Jonathan Allen, um, you know, they're definitely going to miss him. You know, he has a C on his chest now. And so, you know, with that comes a lot of other, uh, you know, responsibilities that don't even involve actually being on the field making plays. And so, you know, he had to kind of try to be that, that leader by not going out and doing, which I know that's something he takes pride in, is going out, doing it, as well as telling guys, you know, follow me. Yeah, I mean, 
Also, losing Jonathan Allen, it seems like it's going to be at least a few weeks, even though Jay Gruden this afternoon said, hey, he could play this week. I just don't really see that happening. I hope so. But you've got Ezekiel Elliott coming to town, and we saw how the Eagles really exposed the defensive line with Darren Sproles. I mean, that's got to be a big concern, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's something every team takes pride in. It's being able to run the football and being able to stop the run. And that's going to be crucial heading into next week. But, you know, just talking about this team, um, you know, running the football, um, you know, that was something that I know that this team wants to do a little bit better job of. And, you know, they went with the decision not to activate um, Adrian Peterson to the to the. Uh, dismay of a lot of people in that locker room, I think, right. and a lot of you know fans on the outside because this you know this guy was the offense for this team last year, and you know I you know I've spoken with some some people in that locker room, and they say Adrian Peterson looks great, looks amazing, yeah. looks like he was the starter, um, and so you know with Darius Geis, you know having a little bit of an injury, you know I don't know if he'll he'll play next week, but you know this team now has to call on a guy that they just threw. Through, through, through a side, you know, through a side in week one and now week two, um, you know, this guy's probably going to be asked to to run against a really good Dallas Dallas defense. Which, by the way, Adrian Peterson, I think, is a Cowboys fan, so I'm sure he'll get up for this game just fine. I know he was probably itching, you know, to get the football this week, so I'm sure he'll be just as ready for the Cowboys. But that whole situation with Geis and Peterson is so interesting to me because – I had heard that Geis was complaining about his knee. Now, which knee it was before week one, I don't know. But I don't know whether he hid that or because my thing is, if you knew that maybe like his Geis's knee is already kind of barking at him, why would you not activate Peterson with the poss- when, when he has never even played in an NFL game before, Geis? I mean, the whole thing was just so head scratching. I mean. I don't know. There's to me, there's got to be something we don't know that's going on. And I mean, I have asked several times, like, did was there some issues between Gruden and Peterson? And I haven't heard anything, you know, concrete that's come out. So I don't really know what went behind that decision. But like you, I mean, even Morgan Moses uh, publicly has said he was upset about that decision. Um, it's just it's it's interesting for sure. Yeah, interesting to say the least, and it's 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 those interesting things as an organization that 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 has the fans always, like you said, scratching your head trying to figure out what is going on. Why did we do that? Um, Because I think you know a guy like Adrian Peterson at any given moment in that game could have could have broke one, could have somehow made made something out of nothing as he's done over and over uh, in his career, and definitely for this football team last year. Yeah, and I think it says a lot about him. Like, I think he definitely tried to take the high road. I mean, I'm sure that wasn't easy for him uh, to be a healthy scratch for the first time in his career. And you know he wants to just help this team. You you just get the sense that he loves football. So um, hopefully he will get an opportunity. And, I, I mean, the whole thing was just interesting how that all played out. I mean, especially when, yeah. when some of the other veterans like Moses and probably Sheriff and some other guys are – are, are also scratching their heads with that decision and and they're not sure why. And I think, you know, as a head coach, part of your job is to kind of manage the locker room and and make sure everyone's good, right? And so I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. the whole thing, 
thing just doesn't help when you already have the Trent Williams hold up and now this kind of confusion. Fans are kind of up in arms because he scored, you know, he had a thousand yards last season and they're like, why is he activated? Especially when Geis is coming off a tour to ACL. You don't know exactly how healthy he is, but you kind of assumed he must be good if Adrian Peterson is not active. Oh man, you assume he's great if Adrian <laughs> Peterson isn't isn't active. Not good. This this kid was was great, I would have thought. Yeah. Um and so yeah, you know, that's that's that that is the head scratching, um head scratching I, thing I, in that. But um I do have one other offense, question though, because go ahead, go ahead. guys during the game, he was he it looked it appeared as though he was like in a tent getting checked out by trainers. Well, Geist was asked about that after the game and he said, you know, mother nature called or nature called or whatever that he wasn't getting checked out. And then Jay Gruden today, said, yeah, Jay Gruden said today he was getting checked out. And I'm just like, I, I to me, I think Geist, because he's, you know, a young player in this league, he probably doesn't want to be accused or labeled as injury prone. So I get the sense that the team's trying to just build up his confidence and maybe not reveal as much information as they know about his injuries because they don't want him to get maybe blasted on social media or down on himself. But because even Gruden was like, he could play this week. Now, I was told by a source and I just saw another reporter with ESPN had said it's going to be at least a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. And so um, <laughs> that's that 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 is confusing, you know, for him to come out and say one thing, Coach Gruden come out, and say something else. And then you come come to find out later that he's going to miss a couple weeks. Maybe it is something where he just doesn't want to be labeled as as injury prone. Um, and I don't but, blame you know, him. A, Nobody wants that, especially when you're coming off a big injury and there's these high expectations. And it, and with his charismatic personality, I think fans have really taken a liking to him. So I feel really bad for the dude. But when you've got all this conflicting information, it's just, it does not help the organization. I'll just say that. I mean, we're sitting over no, here. not at all. We don't it, know it doesn't what's help happening. the organization at all. But, you know, for the most part, though, this offense didn't rely on him yesterday. This success we saw this offense have it yeah. wasn't directly con- connected to 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 Darius Geis they, running the football downhill like we assumed it Case would. Keenum was spreading the ball around he was I, I, I was impressed by what Keenum did and I know a lot of people want to see Haskins but I didn't think Case Keenum did a bad job at all I mean even in the second half where they're playing from behind and Jay Gruden dials up that Long ball to uh, McLaren, and but he overthrows it. I, I, I mean, if if he catches that, that would have been nice. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a lot of people, a lot of fans are you know wanting to see Haskins play, and what are we waiting on? And I'm like, I'm, I'm not. I don't want to see Haskins play. I want to keep cultivating him and keeping him back there, keeping him protected. Because when he gets out there, it's no coming back. And you don't want that kid's confidence shaking yeah. um, because he's going to be the future. But right now, Case Keenum is the present. And he he slung that thing. He did enough for me to say, hey, keep him out there and let's continue to see how this offense goes. Because let's remember, we paid Alex Smith a lot of money yeah. and we hadn't we didn't see anything close to, that. to what we saw Um in that in in that Redskins Eagles game, and that's my measuring stick. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, yes, I want wins. I, I came in thinking this team didn't have a chance, and so I left that game thinking, "Wow, this team's really, really competitive. They're moving the ball on offense, and the decision to go with young, 
hungry receivers with speed was a smart one. What about the penalties? Uh, the offensive line, um, certainly. Yeah. I think Morgan Moses I, said that he feels like they're kind of targeted for their for the penalties. I, I, I know that's probably not something you want to touch, but I, I thought that was a little bit of an issue as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they were targeted, um, you know, as as much. I mean, Morgan Moses always gets a ton of penalties, you know, doesn't he? We love him to death. Yeah. He's a great guy. But he's always gets a ton of penalties, and yeah. he's always looking around trying to figure out what happened. I didn't specifically watch <laughs> each play to see if he, hold, if he was holding on those plays. Um, but he constantly comes up as a guy who has to – I mean, he has to elevate his game, especially – in the absence of Trent Williams, he has yeah. to elevate his game. Um, you know, just talking about guys who have to elevate their game. Um, you know, watching watching Josh Norman play. I knew that it's was so coming. frustrating. I mean, it, it is so frustrating because he's a much better corner than he's playing. Like, um, and and you know, I, I just want to teach him how to play bail coverage, and I'm gonna talk to him right now, and I hope he he he'll tune in so so he can learn how to play bail coverage. Look here, when you're pressing a receiver and you want to bail, that's great. Stay top shoulder. That means believe everything is a fade route or a post. You have to run and go. Also, keep your eyes out the backfield. The quarterback will not tell you when he's throwing the ball. The receiver will tell you when he breaks down when the ball's coming. I saw Josh play after play, bailing, giving up first down after first down after big play. Just bailing, looking at the quarterback. Oh, he's a step behind on this slant route. Oh, he's a step behind on this curl. Well, all he has to do is key that receiver when he bails. Don't let that receiver get in your blind spot. I'm sorry I had to go to a one-on-one coach-up session real quick, but it was just so frustrating just just watching because I've seen him make those plays when he plays the technique properly. And so Mm -hmm. it it was just frustrating to watch, but – you know, so you it, feel it, like it he a took play. a step back or what? Because you would think that he would be extra motivated this season uh, given, you know, where the position he's at in his career. It kind of seems like he has a lot to prove this season. I mean, absolutely. He's got a lot to prove. Um, and and he's 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 made the effort, you know, from what I can tell from from from, from what other guys have told me. Yeah, he's been more attentive in meetings. That's, he's worked harder in practice. I heard he's that been, too. I heard he he's been great doing in, the in training things. camp as well. Like he almost seemed like a new guy, you know, um, but obviously it's in games. What matters? Yeah. And like I said, it wasn't that he was just. I mean, you could just, I mean, I could tell because I played the position and I could tell just those little nuances what he was doing wrong. It's not something that's so complicated that he's not going to be able to fix. Just get your eyes off the quarterback and get him on the receiver. Mm. You'll be that much closer to every break. Anticipate that break because when you're bailing, you're already high. You're already high. You're maybe two steps high, whereas in press coverage, you're probably going to be a half a step high. That's why. In press coverage, you got the chance to get beat more on fades because there's not much room for error. Um, mm-hmm. And so that press bell kind of protects you from those deep balls, but it also hurts you when it's time to get in and out of breaks because you can create a little bit more separation from yourself and the receiver. Um, so, you know, hearing everything and all that he's worked toward this offseason as far as um, being in the film room, working on his technique and, you know, and other things like that on the practice field. This is an easy fix. This is just, hey, get your eyes in the right spot. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Um, and well, so, you know, I anticipate him and his defense being a lot more 
you know, locked in and, and you know, not preventing big plays because obviously next week is Dallas. Mm-hmm. And you don't want Amari Cooper and that I mean that offense was rolling. Dak Dak wants his money. Dak has seen Zeke get paid. He's seen Jared Goff get paid. Dak's out here to show the world that he can throw this football. Yeah, yeah. What about the rest? <laughs> what about the rest of the defense? I mean, we were talking about the loss of Jonathan Allen, and it seemed like in the second half, also the Redskins lost the time of possession game. I mean, they the the defense just seemed gassed, and you know they were on the field like the entire second half. Yeah, they were. You know, when I looked at at the game logs, and I didn't even notice this when I was watching the game. But in the third quarter, do you know how many plays the Redskins ran? Just guess real quick, Aaron. Just something. I don't know, but I thought I saw they only had six yards in the third quarter. Yeah, well, they, six yards in the third quarter. They got one yard a play. They ran six plays, oh. two three and outs. And I thought to myself, wow, as a defense, you're playing twelve minutes in that in that third quarter. You got no choice but to be gassed. And well, this, isn't a, this isn't mean, a defense that has a lot of bodies to rotate either. And people are saying, what happened in the second half? Well, when your offense is never on the field, that's what happens, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, somehow you have to fabricate a way to pick up first downs to move those chains mm-hmm. just to give your defense a break. Uh, you know, this team really missed Jordan Reed. I know we talked about. Um, yeah. The big play Vernon Davis made, and you know he 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 made a couple other catches in that game, um, but Vernon Davis isn't Jordan Reed, and Jordan Reed has that ability to move the sticks. He is a matchup oh, nightmare. Yeah. He's one of the most um, dynamic players they have on offense, and now you don't have Jordan Reed. Now you don't have Geis in. You don't have Jonathan Allen, and they've only played one game that counts. I mean, this is just like, please don't tell me all of these injuries are going to happen over again, and. I, I, I'm just concerned. Like, I don't know what is the training staff just not doing a good enough job protecting their players because how is this happening already? I mean, it's happening because it's football. Like you can't expect me to punch a brick wall and not get my hands bloody. Like, yeah. I mean, that's what happens. Yeah. You got grown men running into each other. Um, Things are going to happen. And so, you know, I, I don't think the training staff has anything to do with Darius Geis' knee not feeling great or, uh, you know, Jonathan Allen having a little MCL. Uh, it has to do with those guys getting hit time, play after play after play. Um, and so the training staff is going to try to do its best job to get those guys back out there on the field. Um, but, I mean, Aaron, you know, it, it's so hard because you want to blame somebody. We all do. But – I mean, goodness, it's it's just football. Yeah, I guess that's what I meant. Uh, you know, is it because we've seen injury gate happen here a couple seasons in a row? And yeah, you yeah, certainly don't want you don't get that exactly. And and obviously, it's only been one week, and like you said, it is football. But you have played on other teams, and so I, I don't know if it's fair to compare. But I'm just curious from. An outside perspective, have you seen other teams do things differently? And, and obviously, things change and new, you know, treatment comes out and technology and all that. But I, I don't, I just, it just seems head scratching if this happens another season for a third straight year, you know, if it's just injury after injury. Are, are they doing something yeah. that, if there are they not rehabbing these guys correctly? Like, what is it, you know? 
Because even I mean, you said, not- even you said you had uh, come back from an injury just like guys had, and and it wasn't that serious. But here he is, like you know, he had the hamstring thing, which was related. Now it's his other knee um, that apparently he injured in college. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm not an expert or obviously a doctor, but I'm just trying to figure out why this keeps happening to this team. <laughs> what you're laughing i'm I mean, all fired yeah, I mean, up right now <laughs> i mean if i had the answers to that question hell i might i might i, I don't know I, I might have a have won the lottery by now or something <laughs> um you know i have no clue because i mean you're absolutely right no other team i've been on have we had the, the amount of injuries in consecutive years um like we had as as a part of this redskins team um, and so, you know, it's always like, man, I can't believe that just happened. You right. know, I guess the good thing is. And, and nothing, hold up. I am not blaming Larry Hess either. I don't want anyone to t- take it like I, I really don't know. I'm just trying to, like, figure it out, you know. And I, Yeah. Well, well, at least we can say nothing is 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 supposed to be serious at this point. Right. And that's all you look forward to. You look forward to hoping that nothing's serious. You have Jonathan Allen back in a couple weeks. You'll have um, Darius guys back, hopefully, um, either this week or next week, um, possibly. So, you know, it's nothing that's really, really serious. And so, you know, you just you just knock on wood and say, thank you. We got yeah. out of there with just I those mean, minor injuries. Yeah. I mean, I heard with guys he's going to try stem cells uh, before possibly surgery and that he's going <clears> to <throat> be out at least a few weeks. So, I mean, these are just the reports, but I, I don't know. I mean, it just... It's tough when he, he, you know, this is his first NFL game. He missed all of last season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's football. It's football. And, yeah. and, and so, you know, I feel bad for him. Me, you know, too. Me too. Hopefully it's, 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 it's not the whole surgery thing, um, which if it is, it sounds like it's probably just a scope for them to go in and clean something up, um, which if that's the case why wouldn't they have cleaned it up if it's an injury from college that, you know, I don't know. Well, that's another Um, question that I have. I mean, my brother played professional baseball and I know that he had a couple surgeries and, and I'm not saying by, I'm just using this because he was my brother and I know what he dealt with, but like, he'd kind of be afraid to like tell the trainers and stuff, you know, what exactly, because he wanted to be out there playing, you know? So I don't know, like maybe it was bothering him, but he wasn't fully honest. Like, I guess you just don't know what what was going on because it is weird if it something that happened in college and maybe it was still bothering him but maybe it wasn't yeah. maybe it wasn't bothering him i had just heard from from a source with the team that he had been complaining about his knee hurting uh as as late as last week so i don't know it's just weird but, yeah. but that doesn't mean he told the training staff right he might have just told someone else but I, I don't know. It, it's just odd to me how the, how this happens. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who else he would have told. He either would have told the trainers or he would have told anybody. And so there's nobody else um, in there that, that 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 I guess would would be able to help him yeah. um, if it's not the trainers. Um, so I don't know what he's doing. But if he if, if he didn't tell people, he he needs to tell people. So Darius right. guys, if you're listening to this, man, if you hurt. Go go into that training room and get some help, man. That's what they get paid to do. They get paid to help you. Mm-hmm. And if you right. weren't hurt and you just got hurt, hope you feel better, man. <laughs> we talked about, you know, what we saw that we didn't like. Uh, and we also touched on Case Keenum. We I think we both were impressed with him. Is there anyone else that stood out to you and impressed you um, when you rewatched that game today? 
Yeah, uh, Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Uh, heck, I want to almost call him McLaren like the I car because he I gets think up I actually and did call him McLaren earlier in this pod on accident. I'm going to ask him if I can call him <laughs> McLaren because um, the dude rolls just like a McLaren, that's for sure. Um, heck, I was on the field before the game and I saw, um, gosh, what's the young corner, the nickel? Uh, Jimmy Moreland. Yeah, Moreland. Jimmy Moreland. Yeah. And uh, I almost felt bad. I'm like, what's up, young fella? What's your name? And he's like, Jimmy Moreland, man. You met me before? I said, oh, man, my bad, bro. The he just looks corner. like a little kid in the yeah. face, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, he does. Oh, my goodness. But he played he, Hey, he played hard. He played hard. I like the way he played. Heck, how about Dunbar and old DJ getting into it? Oh, my gosh. I meant it. to bring that up. I loved that. I almost that. thought that 23 was me out there. I loved that. Absolutely I loved, loved it, too. It. And I saw Dunbar before the game. I said, bro, you didn't got big. Like, he, he used did. to be skinny. He did. Now he's, big. like, filled out muscles. Yeah. I'm like, bro, you didn't got – like, he was already about six one and a half, six two. I mean, he's probably about 200 pounds now, and that dude can run. Yeah, I'm really happy but, yeah. for him. I hope he stays healthy, too. Oh, me too. I love watching him and I DJ. Love because him and DJ are actually really, really cool. Like, they were cool when DJ was here. And but, so that was a little bit different for me to see. Um, Dunny was like DJ. That's just competitive fire, though, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah. And it's not personal. DJ understands loved it. that. Dunny understands that. Me and DJ used to get into plenty of brawls. <laughs> and then after the game, it's all love. Um, <laughs> I love it. And so, I mean, I literally thought that was me. Going at it. I want to <laughs> ask. I probably if wouldn't have did... drew the 15-yard penalty. I'd have got a 15-yard penalty because you know I gotta get the last last <laughs> hit in. Yeah, I want to ask Donnie, you know, what they said to each other after the game or if they texted <laughs> or whatever. I mean, I just love guys who get that competitive and fired up. Like I was here for all of that. I wanted more of it. <laughs> Heck yeah. Hey, Aaron, let me ask you a question. I didn't know. Cole Holcomb was 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 going to play that much. Was that always the game plan? You know, I don't know either, but he's definitely another young player that really impressed me yesterday. Yeah. Um, he really stood out. I, I actually, to be honest, I'm not sure if that was part of the game plan. Because I it yeah, surprised because, me. Yeah, it surprised me. But when I saw him out there, because I knew Sean Deion Hamilton was going to play, and I knew Bosick, I thought those two guys would be the guys inside. And then I see this 55 running around smacking people. And I'm like, oh, my God. They told me he was athletic and fast. Um, I think man, he, I think he even led the team in tackles uh, in that game on Sunday. So not a bad – I mean, I had heard great things about him, but he certainly was impressive. Yeah, he he was flying around, man. I love that hit Monte Nichols put on the tight end down the, on the sideline. Um, you know, those are the kind of plays you want to see these guys make. And, you know, like I said, all of these guys seem like they are locked in and ready to play this season. And, uh, you know, that's one thing to be encouraged about as a Redskin fan. Um, you know, I was talking to one of my buddies and he was so um, pro getting Haskins out there. And I'm kind of like, like, bro, what more did you want Case to do? Yeah, you know, like yeah. what more did you want him to do to keep his job? Mm-hmm. So for what, four fifty, 
five, four touch, five touchdowns. Like, what, what, what more do you want him to do? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I thought he played his, I thought he played his, 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 his butt off, man. I, thought I mean, so I too. really did. And he also he showed won that me over. he's not afraid to take shots downfield. I, I know he overthrew that one to McLaurin. AKA McLaren. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was sitting there like, gosh, this is great because obviously we all know that Dwayne Haskins is the future of this franchise and he's just here to kind of fill in the gaps. But I was, I, I loved watching what I saw offensively, especially in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it's like I said, any, any, any red skin fan, should definitely be encouraged because I think this season it's gonna be it's gonna be a surprise. Um, you know, I, I I I think a lot of fans are gonna be surprised with how one the Redskins will be will have a chance to be in every game. I feel like, um, and two, they they're gonna win some games that people aren't aren't really jotting them down to win this year. Um, I really believe that just off of attitude and it seems like just tenacity, man. And you know, you can tell the guys who got them seeds on their chest. They're leading and guys are following. Now, what does a game like that do? Because the first half, I think, should have built a lot of confidence. Obviously, the end result was not what the Redskins wanted. Uh, Then you've got week two, the Dallas Cowboys come to FedEx Field. Uh, Where do you expect their mindset to be after that Eagles loss in week one? I mean, just like with any, 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 any game, no matter, no matter if you win or you lose, um, you know, you got to shake that off. I think, I like playing more after losses because I I almost felt like I played a little bit harder. Even though every game I played as hard as I could, I almost felt like I had a little bit more of a chip on my shoulder mm. um, where I wanted to hit somebody a little bit harder just because of that loss. Nice. Um, you know, you say that, well, I say that, and then you couple that on top of, it's the Dallas Cowboys, and they're coming <laughs> in our house? The Cowboys? Oh, Zeke? Oh, Dak? Amari, Amari, we owe you something for what you did last year to us. Come on, like, yeah, I, I think you're gonna get the 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 best out of these dudes. And you know, I, I I said on national TV, I predicted Philly to beat the Redskins, and people gave me a lot of flack. And I'm just like, bro, I'm just trying to be real. That's one thing about me. Yeah, I'm 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 real, right? I'm not gonna lie. And so I'm gonna tell y'all right now, I'm picking the Redskins over the Cowboys. Mm. And that's how I feel. I, I, I just really feel like that. And Dallas played great. Even they without played. Jonathan Allen? Even without Jonathan Allen. All yep. Right. My, my young VTech boy, Settle, going to finally get a chance to get into that rotation. Um, you know, and he's athletic. I mean, he's not Jonathan Allen, but the kid can play. Yeah. And so I'm excited for him to get an opportunity to get out there and play um, with Jonathan Allen. Nothing but the best to get back out there as soon as possible. Um, but yeah, I do. And no guys, you know, no guys is what we're hearing. Um, but like but Jay Gruden does offense is playing. Go ahead. Yeah. Like the way we saw them spreading the ball around, you kind of get the sense that Jay Gruden's not planning on running the ball a whole lot this season anyway. So like you said, yeah, nobody wants to see guys hurt, but I don't know how much of a difference it makes. Yeah, and you know you you, you got to think this team runs the football more than thirteen times yeah. um, in a football game. Even if you don't want to run a run the football, um, Jay Gruden has been criticizing the past for running it and still you know and not getting yard. Like stop running the football. We aren't successful running the football. 
Um, and so I know he wants to run the football more than 13 times in a game. And so, well, they you know, were successful at it last year with Adrian Peterson. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And you're going to have Adrian Peterson probably back there um, against the Cowboys. Um, you know, you'll still have Chris Thompson. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a change of pace guy. And so, you know, I, yeah, I think, I think they'll get back right. I think they'll get back right, yeah. running the football against a Dallas, you know, a team that they really know and they've, They've had had a little success, you know, running the football against them. And so, um, you know, that should be a very, very interesting matchup because, you know, Dallas is loaded. Yeah, and I was just going to say, they're young. We're doing another podcast this week, so we're going to go more in depth on the matchups and look ahead to that Cowboys game. But just get putting a bow on the week one. I mean, unfortunate with the injuries, but again, I think they showed a lot of promise and I like that you're already saying Redskins are going to beat the Cowboys week two. Yeah, I'm saying it. I'm claiming it. I'm calling it. Um, you know, Aaron, you hit me up too early in the week about, you know, possibly giving out a hall pass for somebody who, who, uh, who played as hard as I think they could have and, you know, and really bald. And so, if you don't mind, I'd like to give my man, the McLaren, Terry, <laughs> the hall pass. Because, man, young fella definitely showed out in his first NFL game. Um, and, you know, especially coming off of drafting a wide receiver Josh Dawson in the first round and really not being the guy you wanted him to be as an organization, as a fan base, for Terry to come out in that first game and do what he did as a third-round draft pick. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. all I can say, man. Terry, bro, keep balling, man. He is keep so balling. fun to watch. So, yes, that's a new segment we're starting here. D Hall's pass. Um, so you're giving it to Terry McLaurin in week one. I love it. And we want to thank all of our listeners. Uh, we appreciate you. We know you've got other things to be doing and podcasts to be listening to. So we want you to know how much we love you for subscribing and supporting us. Uh, two podcasts a week. Hail to the pod. We're coming at you. Be sure to subscribe to The Athletic as well.